I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor-in-chief at Cybercrime Magazine. I'm here today with Ofer Ben Noon, co-founder and CEO at Talon Cybersecurity, a 2022 Gartner Cool Vendor in Hybrid Work Security. Evolution Equity TV is brought to you by Evolution Equity Partners, an international venture capital investor partnering with exceptional entrepreneurs to develop market-leading cybersecurity and enterprise software companies. To learn more about Evolution Equity Partners, visit evolutionequity.com. Ofer, welcome. Great to have you with us today. Thank you. How are you? Doing well. So, Ofer, so many uh, people in our industry, uh, CISOs, uh, a lot of people who we interview on a regular basis are talking about Talon. You were named a 2022 Gartner Cool Vendor in hybrid work security. Everybody's talking about security for the future of work. That's your message. That's what you're focused on. G- give us the 30,000 foot view. You know, what exactly what does that mean and what does Talon do? Sure. So, Talon is a secure enterprise browser. Uh, which means that when we're thinking about the future of work, when we're thinking about the distributed and hybrid workforce, in a sense, the way that we've done security in the last decade versus the requirements of uh, this new type of uh, work environment, this is a bit different. And the logic that in order to allow people to connect from any place in the world, from any type of device to any type of worker, employee, contractor, third party, accessing all of the web services of the organization, if that's on-premise or SaaS, we're able to do it in a secure and isolated way, allowing base, basically the security of the organization, but also all of the compliance requirements by installing a browser on these endpoints, which gives you all of the security layers that you need in order to satisfy the requirements of the organization. Talon has great technology. You have a great message. How important is venture capital behind that? Uh, you know, some companies uh, raise you know relatively small amounts of money, seed rounds uh, to get off the ground, and of course the rounds you know get exponentially larger. In your case, earlier this year it was a hundred million dollar raise. That was significant. How important was that to the company? So I think it's it's pretty much critical to choose who are your investors. And I think we've been quite fortunate, A, to have a significant amount of capital, but a lot more important for that is the identity of the investors. I mean, we've been fortunate to be uh, supported by uh, five of the best cyber investors uh, in, in the world. So our A round uh, earlier in, in this uh, quarter, so finished somewhere uh, around uh, end of uh, August, uh, allowed us to onboard Evolution Equity Partners as uh, the lead investor for this round, which are the biggest cyber VC uh, in Europe, uh, but also the ability to bring CrowdStrike uh, Falcon Fund and uh, Merlin, which are youth supporting the go-to-market into the federal, and uh, to have uh, the support from uh, Sin Ventures led by uh, uh, Jay Leek and Patrick Aheim and Art Coviello and uh, Ballistic, uh, uh, with uh, Jake Said and, and, and Kevin Mandia and Tech Line. So the real ability to have some of these groups uh, uh, support our journey, uh, bring their decades of experience uh, into play. So uh, I think it's quite a unique situation for us uh, to be able to be supported by, by these organizations. So you mentioned Arcaviello and Kevin Mandian. I mean, this is an all-star lineup in the cybersecurity space. Very impressive. Uh, you and I both know Richard Seawald from Evolution Equity. I'm curious, uh, how did you meet them? How did they find out about you? And, you know, what, what was the process like? 
So I think we've been fortunate uh, uh, to be approached by, by many organizations. So um, because it's a new category and because uh, there the feedbacks from CISOs have been quite good uh, uh, during uh, the first year and a half of uh, the company, usually uh, investors are asking CISOs, uh, what do they think is, is the next uh, uh, cyber trends? What do they think they are uh, going to be the major spendings uh, going into the next year? And, and probably with this feedback, they've uh, reached out uh, to Talon. Uh, they like the idea. They believed in, in the vision. Thankfully, they believed in us uh, as the company that uh, could lead this uh, vertical and, and well-positioned uh, to make the, the impact. And that's how we connected eventually and uh, uh, when they decided to support us on, on this journey. So I have some more questions about the company and where you're headed, but everybody loves a backstory. Everybody wants to know how does a cybersecurity company like yours get started up? So maybe you could take us back in time. Uh, you know, How did Talon start up? It's interesting uh, uh, enough, uh, both Ohad and I had a previous entrepreneurial uh, journey. Um, so in, in, in my case, uh, in 2013, after about eight years in 8200, the intelligence unit, I co-founded the Argus, which was an automotive cybersecurity uh, company acquired by Continental AG for about $430 million in 2017. I remained uh, CEO for another three years, and, and uh, when I left about two years ago, we had about 60 million cars on production contracts uh, globally. And for had my co-founder, he was the founder of Lacoon Mobile Security. Uh, we know each other from 8200 intelligence uh, days. Uh, and at Lacoon, uh, they've been the first EDR for smartphones starting in 2011, uh, acquired by Checkpoint uh, in 2015. Uh, and then Ohad was there, the uh, vice president of uh, cloud security, endpoint detection and response, data leakage prevention, and uh, mobile security. So pretty much everything in Checkpoint that is not uh, the firewall. And uh, we, group, we regrouped uh, in June 2023, months into the pandemic. And we asked ourselves, what is uh, pretty much the biggest tectonic change, where is the biggest gap, vacuum, that we could bring value um, coming into this entrepreneurial journey for the second time. So we asked ourselves, what is as of a big of a problem as connected cars have been in 2013 or as smartphones have been in 2011? And three months into the pandemic, uh, we had a bet, right? We had the thesis that the way that people are working the next decade is just very different than the way they used to work uh, before. So the fact that people remain hybrid means that perimeter-based security is a little bit less efficient compared to, to the past. The long tail of SaaS services is becoming longer and longer. How can you really uh, have the right visibility and control about these uh, hundreds and in many cases thousands of SaaS services which are used by the organization? And how can you really provide this layer of security for any type of worker, if that's an employee or a contractor, devices which are managed or unmanaged, third party, really kind of let's have the same one device posture for any type of worker, any location, any device. And we thought, and we still believe in that very much, that there is a unique opportunity here um, to bring value to the world that is uh, quite dramatic, uh, something that makes us excited pretty much every day. So uh, a lot of people who are watching uh, know Argus, a huge success story. 
I have to be honest, I didn't know you were the uh, co-founder, very impressive, and if his history repeats itself, then, uh, you know, Talon has an exciting future. Do you, do you see Talon uh, becoming as big and as successful as Argus was? So I hope much more, right? So both uh, O'Hari and I, uh, as, as, as first entrepreneurial journey, had a, a relatively quick uh, uh, success that ended in, in, in very nice uh, uh, exits uh, and these products are still flourishing and supporting uh, uh, many, many millions of, of uh, uh, endpoints uh, and customers uh, all over the world. But I think now the aspiration is to take it uh, one step back. So can we build a sustainable, uh, long-lasting company that hopefully one day uh, can be taken public? Can we uh, support hundreds of millions of uh, users uh, all over the world uh, and make the way that they work a little bit simpler, more convenient, easier. Uh, so I think that now the aspiration is uh, um, a bit bigger, right? Because always kind of you want the next step and to do one step uh, uh, bigger to bring more value, to have more impact. Uh, long way to go, but uh, we're quite ambitious about it. So I'm curious what you think about the uh, future of work itself. Uh, there was a report put out by Stanford University, and this was just about at the peak of COVID here in the U.S. Uh, and at the time, they estimated about 50 percent, half of our workforce in the U.S. went remote, which that's uh, an enormous number. Some of that is probably tailed off, but we still see an enormous uh, workforce out there remote. We see a lot of uh, corporate HQs. Uh, you know, either shutting down or, you know, paring their space down. What do you think the future looks like, Ofer? Uh, is remote work here to stay permanently? I think hybrid work is here to stay permanently. So there would be a mixture between 100% remote, 100% on-premise, and hybrid. And I think hybrid would be the biggest portion out of the three alternatives, because in a sense, it creates the mixture between productivity, because you can concentrate in sometimes that you are only focused on your task, uh, no interruption in many cases when you do it from your home office, time with your team on premise uh, to do the uh, better ideation, collaboration, togetherness, building kind of the uh, team culture, or company culture as, as a group. And this is probably the best mixture that allows high productivity, but also reduces a lot of, let's say, the um, less efficient time of commute and stuff like this. So it will be kind of uh, hybrid. Some organizations obviously have to be 100% on-premise if that's manufacturing sites, right? Uh, some organizations decide to build all of the company 100% remote that has some advantages around the uh, cost of facilities or around saying uh, we, we want the employees many to be focused and less distractions potentially that can happen in, in a collaborative environment. But I think majority will take the approach of saying we want hybrid, we want to benefit from both worlds of concentration time, collaboration, reduced time of, of uh, wasted uh, commute, etc. I think hybrid is, is here to stay. I don't know if the mixture would be two days in the office, three days at home, or uh, one day in the office, four at home, or four days in the office, one at home. But this hybrid work environment 
uh, is not going anywhere. We were at the uh, Evolution Equity Investor Day held in New York City at the Ritz-Carlton last week. We were talking to Richard Sewell there about the labor shortage in our industry, the lack of cybersecurity workers. And I want to ask you about that a couple of questions. So first off, Richard commented that uh, it's his, his opinion that technology will play a big role. It, it's critical in being able to supplement that workforce. This isn't going to magically change overnight. We have three and a half million open positions right now. There's not one CISO, Fortune 500, Global 2000, mid-market that we've interviewed who hasn't told us that's one of their uh, biggest challenges. So uh, what do you see and how big of a role do you think technology plays in solving that problem? I'm hearing that from majority of our customers pretty much on on. on on a weekly basis, right? Uh, the fact that it's hard to fill all of the open positions and to have the workforce uh, uh, to work and to operate all of the different tools, uh, to analyze all of the different risks, to architecture all of the cyber requirements of the organization. Uh, this is something that is common to almost every organization uh, in, in, in the world. Um, having said that, I completely agree that uh, the better tools, uh, the ease of operation, the consolidation. So from one tool, you can operate different functionalities, the integrations between the tools, uh, getting better visibility. So instead of researching so many different tools, you have it in one uh, platform is, is, is critical. And I think we have here um, an opportunity and also a commitment uh, to support on this so we as cyber vendors need to make it a lot less labor intensive from the customer side. Um, I think we should come up with recommendations, insights, make sure that we integrate uh, with other systems. So we don't need to redefine again and again many different uh, uh, things. Uh, so hopefully we can support in that. And also how can we help our security uh, our practitioners become more efficient in what they do. So again, less wasted time uh, on, on tasks, ease of operation, increased productivity. Uh, all of this, I think, is, uh, is critical. And the last point, I guess we also have all responsibility to train more and more people coming for potentially other domains that right now uh, potentially has uh, lesser of a uh, man shortage. So I'm curious. Uh... You know, your company, Talon, you're a vendor, um, so you're not a, a large enterprise, uh, you know, insofar as, you know, what we might hear from CISOs. I imagine it's competitive for you. How hard is it? You know, you're growing the company, uh, you know, engineering talent, sales and marketing talent, product management talent. It's a competitive market. Uh, is that a challenge for you in the U.S., in Israel, and other parts of the world, uh, you know, just your own recruiting of people? So first, 100%, right? It's a challenge for, for, for everyone, especially with companies which are aiming at uh, the top talents of uh, the industry. So uh, uh, for us, which we are aiming to have a very high bar across the board on the engineering, on the product, on the sales, and the marketing people, uh, when you are aiming for, for the best people, uh, it's always uh, a challenge. I think we are relatively fortunate uh, to be in a position uh, after winning our innovation sandbox, after having Gartner uh, believe in us. So uh, kind of in terms of uh, positioning brand, the problem that we're solving, which is quite big, uh, that we have uh, high, high interest uh, 
uh, across the board uh, from, from, from candidates. Uh, but it's still something that will always be a challenge, especially when you want to keep uh, the bar extremely, extremely high and work only with the best of the best. But I think we are a little bit fortunate that especially in this uh, duration in time, we're extremely stable. We have uh, a capital for many, many years uh, to go. Um, so I think we are fortunate where we are, uh, but easy now. Definitely not easy to bring uh, uh, and to have uh, the top people in the world uh, partner on our journey. So I have to just ask you about one last thing, Ofer, before before you go. Uh, the RSA conference, you are the Innovation Sandbox winner. That's a really big deal. It's stiff competition. We've been there every year for the past four years, and you really have the best of the best, uh, you know, who are there in that sandbox. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. How meaningful was it to the company? I guess even emotionally for your employees, you know, that, that's a really, really big recognition. You know, it was something that we dreamt of, right? So when we started the company, we imagined that maybe uh, uh, one day we could uh, uh, be a candidate uh, to winners innovation sandbox. And uh, uh, when they announced our name, it was an extremely, extremely emotional moment uh, because you have the top cyber people in the world as judges. They've seen everything. Uh, uh, they know of every single different technology. They know of every single uh, trend. They understand the technical aspect. They understand the, the, the business, the sales aspect, the requirements of the customers. Come and say, we believe on this category, we believe in this company. And uh, I kind of you take a moment and say, just a second, is that company ours? Wow. Uh, uh, so it was kind of a, kind of a moment there. Um, I think it was so exciting for our employees to get this trust and 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 a vote of confidence uh, for for these uh, cyber leaders uh, uh, that chose us uh, over so many other categories, over also over also so many other competitors in our domain. It was something unique, but also gave a lot of confidence to our customers, right? Because in a sense, they they they, they feel even uh, bigger uh, and and higher confidence in in this category. So this was quite uh, quite an event for all of us. Uh, I think it uh, supported the momentum uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, it was big. Well, we're fans. If if you don't know that by now, we were there. Uh, we were at the uh, at the sandbox. So congratulations on that, and you know for building a great company. I know there's a lot more to come in 2023, and I hope you'll come back on with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ofer. I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor in chief at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining us today was Ofer Ben Noon, co-founder and CEO at Talon Cybersecurity a 2022 Gartner Cool Vendor in hybrid work security. Evolution Equity TV is sponsored by Evolution Equity Partners, an international venture capital investor partnering with exceptional entrepreneurs to develop market-leading cybersecurity and enterprise software companies. Visit evolutionequity.com to learn more. You can keep up with all of our media at cybercrimemagazine.com.